This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. All right, good morning, everybody. How many of y'all feel like you've done been to church? Like it already happened to you? I, I feel that way, I, I do. It, it's, um, you know, after, after every every little segment that we're, as you can tell, we're, we're trying to include more people in the, in the service. Uh, and, and after every one of them, I think, man, I really want to go up there and do something now. And, and every time that I do, somebody, Chad or Cody or Jim or the, anybody, the worship team, because I used to be the worship team too. You, you all know that? You, y'all don't know. Oh, it was rough. Um, but anyway, uh, every time it, it, they just come up, knock it out of the park so far beyond where I, I could have, and, and, um, and we're, 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 we're glad to have Jerry now on the team to, to, to do that, um, to help us out, and, you know, because we can't do any of this alone. Do y'all know that? I, I'm, a, I'm a prime example of trying to do it all by yourself. I struggle with that. I have issues. I go to CR sometimes about that, and, and uh, it, you know, I have issues of trying to do everything myself, and, and, and thinking that, that, um, that I'm bothering other people if I ask somebody else to do something. I struggle with that. Anybody else struggle with that? Yeah, we don't mean it in a bad way, right? We don't mean that we're better than everybody. We just mean, I just don't want to bother you with what... But here's what, you know, I heard this a long time ago, years ago, I heard this, that if I'm doing something that I'm not called or gifted to do, all I'm really doing is blocking someone from doing what they're called and gifted to do. Did you get that? We have to find what we are called and gifted to do. And then we have to lean into that. And we have to keep our noses out of what we are not called and gifted to do. Are you with me? It's just a little sermon before the sermon. Just getting warmed up. I, 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 I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sharing what, a little something that's on my heart. It's Because uh, today, today we're kicking off a series that I believe is is going to be our most powerful series to date. That's a bold claim, right? I believe that we're stepping into an era. Cody is absolutely right. We are stepping into a process, but we have to be present in the process. That word's for me right there. Be present in the process. We have to be present in the process. And, and listen, I, you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and confess, get all my confessions out of the way while, before I even get started because you know what confession does, right? Confession, when you confess whatever you've got going on uh, in you, then the devil can't hold it against you anymore, right? You can't blackmail someone who's already confessed. You can't do it. So, so you know, not only do I have this temptation to try to do everything myself, I also have this temptation or, or I have this tendency, I will, I will say, to get distracted from the process. 
that, I, that, when, I, that when I get into a process, I start a, a process. God, God has started many things in my mind. In my, you know, and I've, I've started working through them. Started, you know, laying them out and getting them together. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then a couple months, years later, I look back through my notebook. And I'm like, well, that was a good idea that never happened. <laughs> what happened? I didn't stay present in the process. That's a good word. That's a good word. I just want to preach on that right now. But, but I can't because I've got to stay present in the process. We have a plan. We have a plan. Right? We're starting a series today called Connect. Connect. And, and here's the point that, that, I'm, that I'm going to get to today. Here's what we're going to talk about over the next eight weeks or so. Connect, period. It's what we do. Connect, period. Do, do you see? Watch. This is the title. That big word. Connect. Everybody say it with me. Period. It's what we do. It is what we do. Anything else that gets in the way of doing that is not what we do. It's a distraction. Are you with me? Because it is connect, period. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's what we are about as a church. Now, God has given us many ways to do that. Many, many functions as a body to do that. But I want you to understand. It's funny. I got another confession for you. I struggle with connection. <laughs> I've told several people over the last several, several weeks because we've been really building up to this and, and I've just been super focused on this uh, for a long time now that I think it is just, it's, it's almost cruel humor on God's part <laughs> that he would call me to lead a movement of connection. Because let me just tell you, let me just confess this to you. I would be perfectly content to go in my office, close the door, have all my books around me, have my notebook around me, and I could just be there for weeks and be fine. Like, I'm not the networker kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever try to make an appointment with me, it probably takes, it's probably taking longer than you thought it was going to. It's not because I don't want to meet with you. Okay? We're going to get it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I see you. <clears throat> it's because it doesn't come natural to me. It's because it's not something that is, that, that just bubbles out of me easily. And here's what I've noticed over studying Scripture for a couple of decades now. Is that God calls people to do things that without Him, they cannot do. God calls people and raises up people to lead things that without Him, they're on their face. They're completely ineffective. It's not going to happen. And it requires a surrendered spirit to lead something that does not come natural to you. The Apostle Paul says, in my weakness, your strength shines through. I believe that God 
is going to show his strength through this connection movement that we have been on for several years now. And I believe God has impeccable timing. He has timing that is so far beyond anything that I can force. And, and, and I'll tell you why, why I believe that, because I, I've watched it happen over and over and over again. How years ago, I, I told you, I have notebooks that have years worth of history of ideas, dreams, visions, things that I think God has told me to do or called me to do or, or put into me. And, and somehow something gets in the way and sometimes that's me, but sometimes I believe that's just God's timing. That He needed to plant that seed in me five, six years ago so that that seed could germinate. So that that seed could actually grow some, some roots so that when it actually did come up through the ground and begin to grow, that it would be strong enough to withstand the storm. Because listen, everything that God makes grow will also receive, will also be impacted by the storm. It's going to come. It's going to come. And if, and if, listen, we are not here to be innocent bystanders. We're not here to be spectators. We're not here to sit in the stands and cheer others on. No, 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 no. Church is not that kind of party. It's not that kind of game, right? You are the body. And every part in the body has a part to play for the sake of the rest of the body. You're not here for you. Come on. You're not here for you. If, if you think you're here for you to get what you need, you're going to miss what you actually need. Because what you need is not what you're going to receive. What you need is what you're going to release. Come on. What you need is what you're going to release to others. It's what you're going to pour out to the people around you. Because God didn't call you here for you. God called you here for the sake of everyone around you. Everyone that we will impact. God did not raise up this church and bring this church out of nothing into something for our sake. He raised it up for the sake of those around us. And he's lifting up a body for the people that will come for those around us. <laughs> why, do we, why do we pour into a ministry? Why do we contribute into a ministry? It's not just so we can have this big fancy, uh, this big fancy building that looks like a spaceship. That's not the point. But listen, this big fancy building that looks like a spaceship is here on purpose. It's here for those who will come. Do you, know, do you have any idea how many people I talk to all the time that say, I was driving by your building, and I saw this big, weird-looking building, and then I realized it was a church. And I just thought I'd come check it out. You see, God made us weird-looking on purpose. OSS, Orthopedic Spine Specialist, thought they were building a doctor's office. They thought they were rebuilding a rehab facility. They had no idea what kind of rehab 
was going to be happening here. Come on. They had no idea what kind of recovery was going to be happening in this building years to come. For years to come. Because God has a bigger plan than we have. God has a bigger purpose than we have. God has a bigger strategy than we have. And when they built this building in 1993, they had no idea that in 2007 it was going to assume its rightful position on the planet. Many of you were probably here and you got some, or some kind of physical therapy or, or, or some kind of you know, work done on your body. Well, now God's doing the real work. <laughs> But listen, here's the thing. He's called you here not to receive, but to release. And it's as you release what you have, you will receive what you need. This is the way of the kingdom. This is the way the kingdom works. When you begin to understand the way the kingdom works, it changes the way you live on the planet. Because we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are of the kingdom. We play by different rules in the world because we play of the kingdom rules. And the kingdom rules are upside down to the world's way. And when we understand that, all of a sudden we become at a great advantage to the people around us for their sake. You see, you can be at a great advantage over someone for your sake, for a selfish sake, for a self-serving reason, or you can be at a great advantage to someone for their sake. And that's what we are. That's what the church is. Listen, the church is at a great advantage over the world for the sake of the world. I believe that the scripture says, and I don't have time to flesh this out, but I believe that the scripture, that I could show you in scripture, that the church is here to preserve the, the world that is against God. That the reason that God's judgment is not crashing down on the world around us is because of the church that is, on, that is in the world, but not of the world. Now, what does that mean to us? That means that we need to be connected. We need to be connected. I, I, I want to I just share something with you. Why would the church need a mission or a vision or a strategy? That just sounds all icky, doesn't it? It's like, it's all businessy and, 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 and all, right? It's not religious. That doesn't sound very spiritual. Except for if you actually look at the Bible, if you look at the beginning of creation, all of this was God's idea to begin with. Mission, values, vision, strategy. These are all things on the first page of the Bible. That God took what was chaos and he brought it into order. Because he had a mission. He had a purpose that he wanted to accomplish. He had values that he wanted it to operate within. He had a vision for what it was going to look like. And he had a strategy for how it's going to get there. That's what we're going to talk about. 
Because I believe God has given that to us as the church. That he's laid it out for us as the church. And and if you've been around here for very long, this isn't going to be terribly new to you. Although I believe that God has given me and us a much deeper insight into things that you don't want to miss. That you want to be a part of. But here's what I also believe. You are here because you have been called to be here. You're not here because of an accident. You're not here because you drove by and saw a weird looking building. That's just the way God got you here. Come on. You're not here just by happenstance or coinkadink. There ain't no such thing. Are you with me? If we have a sovereign God who is sovereignly in control of everything, you are here absolutely on purpose. And God is calling you out to be more, to step into more of your calling. Listen, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. Really what I want to do is I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you. I want to to lead by inspiration, not guilt. Come on. But sometimes we need to feel guilty to get inspired, right? Sometimes we sit on the sidelines for way too long and we get way too comfortable sitting there and then all of a sudden the coach comes along and says, hey, you, get in. And you're like, eh, I'm good. I think i got my water bottle, my headband, you know. I believe God is calling every single one of us to say, get in the game. You are not here by accident. You're not here just to watch and observe You're here to dig in. You're here to stand firm. You're here to lean in to the enemy, to take that which the enemy has taken. The the kingdom is taken by violence, and the violent take it by force. We are here to be violent against the enemy. How do we do that? We do that with love. We do that with peace. We do that with patience and kindness. In the world, those, those all sound weak, don't they? I'm telling you in the kingdom realm, I'm telling you in the spiritual realm, those words are the scariest possible words you can say to the enemy. He can't handle that. He don't know what to do with a body of people that are led by love. The hard question When we think about this, this idea that, that it's, you know, aren't, aren't we the church? Aren't we just supposed to all get along? Aren't we all just supposed to love each other? Yeah. Well, then we just, we'll just, it'll just be fine. It'll be fine. Anybody ever say that? It'll be fine. It is never fine. Are you kidding me? Nothing in this world happens. It's just fine. No, you're either intentional and you get where God is leading you, or you're unintentional, and you, and you drift. People, families, churches, organizations, companies, it applies to everything. Because there is a natural drift that pulls us off course. When you know the definition of sin... That sin is not a legal term. That sin is not a a term of broke the rules or didn't break the rules. Sin is is a navigational term. Sin means that I missed the mark that I was intended to hit. It means that God gave me a purpose and a mission and a vision and a strategy and I drifted. 
I didn't stay present in the process. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that up right there. The harder question is where does that work? It doesn't work anywhere. And when it doesn't work, we, we, we all miss out on what would be beneficial that God is trying to bring to us and through us. So, the truth is, that the more important the mission, the more important it is to have a solid strategy for accomplishing that mission. In the military, we, we, we focus on these kinds of things, right? Mission, strategy. We, we, know what's, we know what it looks like. We, we, we build boards, you know, we call them sand, sand boards. We, 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 we build sandboxes and we, and we, and we set up the, the, the war, we set up the battle so that we can see what it looks like. It's called vision because if you can visualize it, if you can see it before it happens, then you're much more likely to get it when it happens, right? You're, you're much more likely to, to recognize it when it starts coming together and to make it come to be because when, when God gives you a vision, listen, your vision from God, faith, faith, that God gives to you is just simply a premonition of what is yet to come. Y'all didn't get that. You you missed that altogether. Faith is what is yet to... Faith given to us from God, vision given to us from God, what you can see that is given from Him that you can't see with natural eyes, but in your spirit eyes, it's called revelation... God reveals a picture to you. God reveals a process to you. God reveals a reality to you that is not yet out here, but in the spirit realm. Listen, it's already done. It's already done. And your faith is the distance between where you are and that already done status, that already done thing. Faith is what gets you there. Jesus says your faith has healed you. Your faith has set you free. Your faith has delivered you. Listen, when he said that, he said it to people that had a vision for what was already there. When the woman came to Jesus and said and had the issue of blood, and she said, if I can just get to the hem of his garment. Listen, what brought her to that place? What caused her to fight through that crowd? It was a vision. And the faith that got her there is what made it happen. She knew. She saw herself completely healed, completely restored. After everything else that she could see with her natural eyes had failed and fallen short, she could see in her spirit that this is all it was going to take. If I can get to the Savior, I will be healed. And her faith drove drove her on and gave her the strength to get there. Do you have that faith to lean in and to carry on to get there? We are guided by three objectives as a church. Connect with God. Connect with others. Connect in ministry. This is our mission. Our CCC mission is this. CCC exists to help people connect with God, connect with others, and connect in ministry. Listen, if you're tired of hearing that, I got two things for you. You in big trouble, number one. And number two... You're not trying hard enough to do it. <laughs> because we only get 
tired of things that we aren't really doing, right? I mean, how many of you get tired of ice cream, right? You, you, you don't, because you could just keep eating it all the time, right? Because it's just, and, and so when, when you understand that leaning into this mission means that I'm just going to, that, that my view of it is going to just continue to expand and expand and expand. It's never going to get, oh, well, yeah, I know that. I got that. No, you don't got that. We don't, any of us have that, right? Don't write that sentence down. That was a terrible English sentence. <clears throat> but anyway, when we understand the magnitude of this mission, we will never get tired of it. <laughs> we will exhaust our lives and the lives of the people we touch and the lives for generations to come trying to pursue and accomplish this mission. Because ultimately, this mission is so far beyond what we can do by ourselves, what we can do on our own, right? It's, it's so far out there beyond what we actually have the capability of doing by ourselves. So I, so I want to talk to you about, about some, a couple of principles here. N number one is Jesus enabled us to live connected. Here's what we know. Without Jesus, we could not be connected to God. Are you with me? Check out this verse right here. First, it's, it's in Colossians 1, 21. It says this. Once you were alienated. Everybody say alienated. From God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now... You have been reconciled. Say reconciled. You have been reconciled. Now he, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Let me just, let me just break that down for you. We were, say it, alienated from God, what does this mean in our language? Disconnected. Remember last week I told you that the goal of the enemy, the purpose of the enemy, his burning desire that he has lived by for thousands and thousands and thousands, maybe mil, I don't know how many years he's been around or what year he got kicked out of heaven. But from that moment forward, his goal, his mission, his purpose has been to disconnect you from God. At the fall, he accomplished his mission. On the cross, his mission was undone. Come on. You were alienated from God, disconnected. But Christ reconciled us back to God. What do we call that? Connected. He connected us. He reconnected us back to God, where our rightful place, uh, what God created us for to begin with, was to be connected. And Jesus on the cross makes that possible, made that possible. It is possible now 
through his blood, through his physical body, when we receive communion, we are receiving what represents that physical body that was put on the cross so that he could undo the work of the devil and do the work of God to connect us to him. Are you with me? Now, our goal as the body of Christ is to go forth and do what Jesus did. Connect. It's what we do. Are you with me? Jesus commanded us to live connected. He not only enabled us. Now, keep this in mind. This is where grace, this is what grace is all about. Here's the thing. You can't do anything for God until God does something for you. This is why salvation by works doesn't work. Come on. Because you can't work for God until God works for you. Jesus enabled us through the cross to be connected. And now Jesus commands us to live connected. You say, well, I just got to go live connected. No, no, you were enabled to connect with God. You didn't do anything to make that happen. It is by grace that you are saved, connected. But it is by faith that you step out into it. It's by faith that you walk into your calling. It's by faith that you, that you assume your rightful position in the kingdom to take it by force. Jesus commanded us to live connected. Here's the great commandment. Everybody remember the great commandment? Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Look at what Jesus says. He doesn't pull out the Ten Commandments. Although we will look at the Ten Commandments next Sunday, you don't want to miss it. I'm telling you, God gave me some stuff while I was preparing these sermons and writing this down that I literally got up from my desk in my office and danced a little. I'm telling you now, you don't want to miss it. I love it when God shows me something that I've looked at 4,000 times and all of a sudden I see it with completely new eyes. Okay, that's next week. Verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. He only asked for one. He got two for the price of one, didn't he? And, and Jesus said it's it's like it. It's the same as. It's equal to. Love God and love each other. Connect with God and connect with each other. Jesus commissioned us to live connected. He commissioned us. He not only enabled us and he not only commanded us, but now he commissions us. What does it mean when you are commissioned to do something? It means that you have been, that, that authority has been bestowed upon you to carry out the mission of the authority that sent you. Are you with me? He commissioned us. It's called the Great Commission. It's in Matthew 28. It says this, then Jesus came to them and said, 
all authority, that's the, the word right there, that's what makes it a commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will, I'm sorry, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And surely I am with you because with you, you carry my commission. You carry the authority of the king, the one who took it from the enemy, who took his rightful place as ruler over it. Now he takes that same authority that has been given to him. I would almost like to rewrite this and say, when Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, I want to look at it. Pretty sure you took that. Pretty sure you like walloped the enemy and destroyed his whole purpose and his whole plan and his whole strategy, and you pounded him into the ground through the cross. But Jesus says, "It's given to me. I'm giving it to you. So go." Go in my commission. Go under my authority. Go with my power. Go with my strength. What I did here on the earth, you will do even greater things than these because the Holy Spirit is in you and with you and the authority of the kingdom is behind you and you can do it. Are you with me? This is, this is where we need to understand that if we step into our rightful place in the kingdom, we're stepping into a battle. <laughs> we're not stepping into a rose garden, right? not all frolicking through the flowers and rainbows and unicorns. We're stepping into a battle, but the battle is already won. The battle is already over. The battle has already been, the, the enemy has already been defeated, and we have the authority to just remind him that he's already beat. But listen, the only, the only weapon that the enemy has against you, that he can use effectively against you. There's only one weapon that he can use effectively against you, and that weapon is a lie. A lie that you need to be afraid of him, that you need to hide out, that you need to back down, that you need to shrink back, that, that, you, that, that, that he's more powerful. That, oh, we don't want to just say that. We might tick off the devil. No, pfft. what? We don't care about ticking off. The devil's already ticked off. He's the devil. Anger is his default setting. I don't want him to come after me. He's already coming after you. If you don't know he's coming after you, you're already got. Come on. You either you either fighting against him or you're walking with him there is no other setting there is no other option if you're not fighting against him you need to check which way you're going oh come on all right let's get on so jesus empowers us he enables us he commands us to be connected he enables us to be commanded he empowered, what was the word I used? 
Don't forgot my own sermon. Yeah. So he enabled us to be connected. He commanded us to be connected. He commissions us to be connected. And the way that we live that out, the way that you live out everything is based on your core values. I want you to understand, this is an introductory sermon to what is to come over the next several weeks. This is an introductory, so I'm just, there, there's lots of spoiler alerts uh, involved in this sermon, because I'm really trying to just lay out the whole big thing, and then we're going to go back to it and pick it one piece at a time. And, and somewhere in that, you're going to find your place. You're going to find what God has called you to do. You're going to find that place that lights your fire. There's going to be certain things that I'm going to say, and you're going to, eh, eh, whatever. And then I'm going to say one thing. God's going to say one thing in your spirit, and it's going to be, that's it. Core values. Whether you know it or not, you live your life according to core values. In other words, you live your life according to what is most important to you. Every decision that you make goes through a grid system, and that grid system is that grid system is made up of your core values. It's made up of what matters most to you. I could pick at that for weeks, but I'm, not, I'm going to move on because I want to share with you our core values. Our core values are found in... Our mission grows out of our core values. Our mission that God has given to us grows out of what God has said, this is what's important to me. This is how I want you to live. This is how I want. So here's how those two things work together. Here's how they, here's how they line up with one another. We connect with God through worship and word, both in church and in our daily lives. Our core values are worship and word that lead us to connect with God. We connect with others by living in community with one another as a family. When we live in community as a family, we connect with others. We connect, with, we connect in ministry by serving and sharing the good news about Jesus. We serve and we share. Because that's the outflow, that's the overflow of the connected, being connected with God and connected with others. It comes into us, fills us up to overflowing, and we can't help but share it. We can't help but serve. We can't help but reach out and find somebody. If you struggle with serving, it's because you're not connecting. Come on. Because when you're not connected, you feel like you still need something. When you're not connecting, you feel like you're still empty. When you feel empty, you feel like you need to be served. Okay, that's, that's okay. Okay, it's okay to start there. Because we all need that at some point, right? But, but the thing about it is, the way that we get that is not by saying, you should come and serve me. You should come and serve me, right? Uh, the way that we get it in the kingdom is by plugging into the two connection points that result in being filled so that we can overflow. And that becomes service and sharing. Listen, 
I'm going to say something that might sound offensive. I, I know I keep doing weird things. My back is all out of whack, and it's okay. I, I'm, I'm like, was it Jacob that had a goofed up hip after a while? I don't think God did this to my back, but I'm just saying. I'm not the first one to preach broken. But listen, when we understand that God has given us an opportunity that God has given us an opportunity. Okay, I was going to say something that was going to be offensive, didn't I? Okay, I just remembered what it was. <laughs> if you haven't shared your faith with anybody in a while, it might be because you're not connected with God to the point where you're overflowing. Because when you connect with him, and you connect with the people around you that love him, and, and that energizes you, and that fills you up, and that brings your level, raises your level up, pretty soon, pretty soon, it gets to the point where you just got to tell somebody. Are you with me? Now, I don't tell you that to make you feel guilty. I tell you that to give you a process. Stay present in the process. I don't feel like witnessing. I don't feel like telling anybody about Jesus. I don't feel like loving and caring for anybody. Okay, then here's your process. Go connect with God and go connect with the people around you that are connected to God, and pretty soon it'll just happen. If you have to force it out, if you have to try to squeeze out service and sharing, you're, you're still trying to scrape from the bottom of the barrel because you're empty. You need to fill up. Come and be served. People that come here, you know, new people that come in uh, to the church and, they, and they're, they're on fire, they're ready to go, and they're like, oh, I just want to plug in. I just want to serve. I just want to make do this and do that. And then, well, we all are, I, I've learned over many, many years of doing this, and I've trained the staff to do this. Say, whoa. Let's slow down a little bit. I want you to come and I want you to connect. <laughs> I want you to come and I want you to plug in. I, I want you to come and I just want you to receive for a little bit. But, but see, it, 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 I know it sounds contradictory, doesn't it? You're like, wait a minute, you're telling them to get up and serve and to do something, blah, 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 blah. No, no, because we want you to serve from a, the overflow, not from the bottom of the barrel. Come on. We want you to come and connect with God. Connect with each other. And from that, our biggest problem would be trying to hold you back. Not trying to push you on. Are you with me? It's a different way of living. So listen, Jesus connected us so we can see and achieve our God-given vision. So we can see and achieve our God-given vision. This is where we see what God is about to do. This is what the rest of this sermon series is going to be about. Is, is this vision that we have. Listen, when, when, when we talk about our vision, here's, here's our vision statement. Our vision at, at CCC is to be a connected body of Christ followers who are living connected with God, connected with others, connected in ministry as we carry out God's purpose and plan for our lives. That's the vision, to see that be a reality. How, what does that look like? 
Well, I want to show you what it's going to look like. And then as this series progresses, we're going to drill down into each one of these what it looks like statements. Are you with me? So when we're connected with God, number one, around here, we experience the presence of God through worship and prayer. Listen, if you didn't, if you didn't experience the presence of God this morning during worship while we were, I mean, it's all worship, but during the song, the song service this morning, that part of the, if you didn't experience, listen, if that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet. You need to, you need to get that dried up. You get that ready because the storm is coming. <laughs> like Cody said, you, you need to eat, drink, and get strengthened because here it comes. It's about to come. We experience God's presence. Number two, around here we equip, encourage, empower, and energize Christ followers of all ages through learning and living God's Word. We do this across the board in every way that we can. This is what Sunday morning is about. It's connecting with God. It's why I preach to you from the Bible. Because the Bible is the authority. It is the Word of God. There is nothing else on this planet that carries more authority than the Word of God. So any other book that I would preach to you from is lesser than. It's why we open the Scripture. It's why on, the, on Wednesday nights we set aside time on Wednesday nights for the gathering of God's people who are hungry for His Word to come and to receive and to go deeper into our knowledge and relationship with Him. That's what the gathering is all about. Will you be challenged? Absolutely. If I'm doing my job right, you will be very challenged on Wednesday night. Are you willing to come be challenged? That's how we connect with God. Connect with others around here. We live in community through strong and abiding relationships. Listen, this is what this is all about. We connect. Connection groups are cranking up. Connection groups are starting up. I, I, I put connection groups on hold. Uh, a few years ago, a little history lesson. I'm running out of time. Suzanne and I sat on our deck many, many years ago. And we, and we worked through a process. And we, we came up with this idea. We received this idea, I believe from God to, to start connection groups and to, to facilitate connection groups. And for many years, Suzanne built that and, and facilitated that and made that happen, made that work and, and brought it together and it served the purpose that it was meant to serve during that time. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, she had a stroke. Well, how many of you know that everything rises and falls on leadership <laughs> and her leadership was not there anymore? And I tried, but it failed. <laughs> and then the following fall, tried to do it again. This was last fall. Tried to do it again. Hyped it up. Tried to, you know, tried to treat, tried to push, tried to, tried to, tried to, it didn't work. Because it wasn't God's timing. We weren't ready for it. And then through a long process, God has been energizing and bringing up someone, a, a couple who were in our very first connection group in our home many, many years ago. I don't even remember the year, probably 2010-ish. Would that be about right? 11-ish? I don't know. Somewhere around there? Huh? 
11. Okay, thank you, Colleen. She's the brains of the operation that I'm about to introduce you to. <clears throat> I did not know that in 2011, God was letting us plant a seed in a young couple that he was going to be raising up, that he was going to be bringing up. He was growing roots. <laughs> he was growing foundation. He was preparing the ground. He was making things happen so that in 2019, we would have a couple who was ready to stand in the storm. Jerry and Colleen are that couple. Jerry and Colleen Jenkins are that couple that are raised, that are stepping up and, and stepping out into the calling to lead this thing called connection groups. And we've, we've met many times and we've, we've <laughs> I don't have time. Let's just say it's been a process, right? We were staying, we're staying present in the process. We're staying focused in the process. And, and it's been a process, but now we, we have, I believe, God has given us a vision to raise up connectors. That's what we're calling connection group leaders. That term is gone. It's over. It's done. Because it's not about just being the teacher in the classroom. It, it's not about being, uh, you know, the, the, the person that is, that is going to, that, that's going to, um, Take, take, take over for everybody. It's about being that person that brings everybody together, that, that brings, that connects. Three weeks from now, we're going to drill deep into that, but I just want to tell you now, if you're already uh, in that capacity or you already feel led to, to go that way, Jerry and Colleen are going to be out in the lobby by the connect sign. We want you to go talk to them, fill out a little card. We're going to take care of it. Whoever, uh, now this is not a sales gimmick, but whoever signs up and actually becomes a connector is going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Never mind. Okay, we got, we're good. Being a part of a community. Why does, why does Financial Peace University m matter? Why do, we, why, do we, why do we set up a tent out, out on the sidewalk and, and, and let them go out there so that, so that you have a place to go to find out? Because it's creating a community. It's creating a, a, an entrance point. That, that we hope you will be able to develop relationships, and through those relationships, you will start to gravitate into groups that, that these groups will become the brick that our building is built out of. We're going to dig so much deeper into that as we go along. Around here, we are a training ground for new families, a hospital for hurting families, and a place to serve for established families where each member can grow into their destiny. We believe that. Around here, we are a place where you can serve the world around us, where we can serve the world around us from the overflow of our relationships with God and others. Go ahead and mark October the 19th off on your calendar. It's a Saturday. We're going to have a church-wide uh, service project, and, and, we're going to, and, and everyone is involved. Everyone is invited. We want everyone, because we want to serve. We want to kick this off in such a way that sets a standard that we will, that, that we will chase hard after to maintain it and to, to go after that will honor God and honor the people around us. Around here, we are committed to reaching our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We share 
our faith because ultimately it's what we do. We connect, period. Can I just ask you this question? I mean, this, this, is, this is what we are on one sheet of paper. This is who we are. This is who God has called us to be and who God has built us to be, built us together to be over the last 40 years, 30, 30 plus years. My question is this. Is this a church you would go to? Is this a church you want to be a part of? Is this a body that you want to pour your life into? Come on. I mean, y'all don't have to answer at once. Would, would you just stand with me? If you haven't downloaded our app yet, and if you have a smartphone, download our app. Sermon notes are on the app, and all of this is right there on it, because we're not trying to hide any of this and trying to release it out a little bit at a time, or trying to, it's all on the website. Go to the About Us page, because this is what we are about, because this is what we do. Are you with me? This is who we are. As a body. And whether you're brand new and you just walked into this thing and you're like, whoo, I don't know, you know. Or whether you've been here for years and years and years and years and, and all of a sudden God is sparking something new in your heart. I want you to be, I want you to be fully present in the process. That God needs you. Is that right? Theologically? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. God created you because He wanted to need you to be His hands and feet on the planet. Jesus came and lived among us to demonstrate what it looks like to live the normal Christian life of what it looks like when a believer is completely, totally sold out and surrendered to Him under the power of the Holy Spirit and under the authority of God walking on this planet and He demonstrated it for us and recorded it for us in His Word so that we could know how now to live. That's what it looks like to live connected. <laughs> so would you just raise, a, just put your hands out, just hold your hands out in a, in a receiving posture. Father, we just ask you right now that you would just, that you would just pour out your anointing on us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come, that you would baptize each one of us afresh and anew with a brand new fire, a brand new zeal, a brand new passion to be connected to you, to be connected to each other so that we can connect in ministry to the world around us so we can be the hands and feet of you as you are our head, you are our king. We love you. We praise you. We give it all to you in total surrender. 
to your will. And all that agreed said, amen in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming. See you Wednesday night. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.